2: again with another episode of the shades of blue soccer show that is over there by the vanden arms our, our long-standing podcast theme song artists go check them out they've got a good collection of soccer themes and we appreciate them very much it is world cup day gentlemen the match did not quite go exactly as planned we thought they needed to get all three that first half they absolutely dominated got the gold timo Wea, put us up on top and then, you know, a kind of a crazy sequence and a stars aligned for a free throw-in into the box and uh, and a PK and Gareth Bale levels the match. They'll take a point, I think, from this after the last couple minutes of this game. I was annoyed at a point and then by the final whistle I was relieved at the point, but it obviously sets up a more difficult rest of the tournament, adds some questions to how to handle the England game with some yellow cards. But I want to go to Thad here. Thad, how are you feeling? We've got, had a couple hours to to take it all in here. How are you feeling after the first match in eight years for the U.S. national team in a World Cup? It is a little bit of a roller coaster today. Roller coaster. You know, ups,
1: downs, and all that. But uh, I'm not feeling that bad, I'll be honest. I, it, would I have rather them won? Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, that would be stupid not to, but... It is the first game against a tough opponent. Wales is a good team. You know, they're they're three or four different uh, in the FIFA rankings. So uh, a draw is pretty much a, a fair result. The only disappointment is that they were up so long, they dominated so much in that first half. The second half was a disappointment. Like, what happened? You know, what? why did they not I think that would be the question for a lot of people is how the, how did they do so well in the first half and do so poor in the second half?
2: I do want to talk about the lineup that Berhalter went with to start. But yeah, that's the question for me is, you know, the plan that Berhalter that we've been kind of waiting to see come to fruition worked for the solid first 45 minutes. It worked wonderfully in spite of, you know, I think some people had questions about the lineup, maybe Josh Sargent starting, but whatever he was trying to do in the first half worked. The question is, why were they not able to withstand or, you know, be ready for any of the changes that, that Wales came out with tactically? Cause it was just, it was a tale of two halves. I hate using that, but it absolutely was.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, um Wales went more direct second half and we did not handle it well. Um, you know, I wish we had played a little more, Direct through the midfield at times ourselves, but um, yeah, we need to be able to adjust in the fly. And I don't think Horhalter did a good job of that um, adjusting his lineup or his tactics.
2: Yeah, I think the idea there was was like you know keep your foot on the gas and let's not change anything. It was working so well, but yeah, there there's definitely an aspect of you, you had to anticipate you know something that they were going to throw at them, and it, it was uh, I spent the last. I mean, we could talk about all the stoppage time that they're adding in this World Cup, but I spent the last 15 minutes of that just clinching and holding tight. And I was I, honestly, I was happy that they that they survived with one point.
1: I think one of the key things is why did he not make a sub in the 60th minute? They were tired. I mean, it was I mean, that he eventually like, made more subs than Wales did uh, for a while but it just seemed like they were begging for somebody to come in and give them some energy. And finally he made the Aronson sub. And then, you know, a little while later they made the other, the other sub started in, but
2: there was a counter in, yeah, like you said, the, the, about the 60th minute, I think I'm remembering one in like the 53rd minute. And I just remember thinking, wow, there's some heavy legs out there already. And yeah, the subs subs came a little late for me. And then, you know, we got to talk about the, the question of Jordan Morris there and where the heck is is Gio Reyna? He in the hours after the game, Reyna has since said that he is uh, fully healthy and fully available. So I think that is a question of seeing him why he was sitting there at the end of the bench. Uh, uh, in the
1: postgame game presser, Burhalter said that uh, they were guarding against some tightness he had. He was he was healthy. There was not a an injury, but there was some tightness, and they didn't want to risk him
2: in that game. Okay, So that was that was Reina clarifying he is 100% for the next game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, players versus coaches, right?
2: So Well, no, see I am seeing a Re- Giovanni Reina 100% healthy despite absence from US draw with Wales. I guess maybe he is still talking about It's probably just not a good headline.
1: I, yeah, actually the the one line here is he doesn't have to tell me why he didn't put me in or why he does, but I'm 100% I'm good to go. Okay. So Berhalter said he was tight. Bert and Reina is like I don't know why they put me inside. There is a little bit of controversy there. So yeah,
3: can I, I save something for England? Right, have some tactical surprise they got up their sleeve. Right, that's the plan.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: well, sure.
2: Yeah, let's. I do want to. <laughs> I do want to get to the tactics against against England there, but I want to talk Josh Sargent now as a proud redhead. I can't tell you how happy I was that a midwestern redhead specifically a midwestern redhead a Missouri was, redhead a Missouri redhead <laughs> was leading us leading us into the desert for glory here but uh how how do we think he did I heard some support of him at halftime but I he was I kind of forgot he was out there at times
3: yeah. But is that his fault or is it, uh, you know, the fact that we could not handle the direct play of Wales in the second half, couldn't get Sergeant the ball much, right. didn't play through the midfield at all. Yeah. And then the game strategy was, was down the wings with way, and
2: exactly right. Pulisic, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Does he, does he get the start again from that performance or did they change up the tactics entirely facing, uh, facing an English team?
3: Well, I would think that, uh, and I was watching the England game and their left center back seems a little suspect to me. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. It was just me, but uh, I think, you know, Jesus with his movement, maybe could be a little more effective against England with uh, maybe Reina on the wing. That combination might be able to unlock a little bit of English defense. I don't know. That's, that's maybe hoping grasping at straws, but there you go. I think uh, wea and Tyler Adams were two of
2: the best players on the field for the U S Tyler Adams was just everywhere. There were all these, like, tense moments of, you know, that half in possession, the half just lost possession, and he runs it down and just – it's it's always these small things. It's not some big glaring play. It's he just runs into a spot, fills a gap, and then the pressure's off. Or he, you know, just – he just runs everything down. And, and Tyler Adams was – I think he made himself some money today. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and, I th- and I think Wea and I think Wea is on track to do that as well. I, I think he's gonna. I want to see him in all all three games in a big role. And I think he's just gonna
3: gonna keep building. How many of you expected him to try to finish that with his left foot instead of uh, the outside of his right?
2: Yeah, calm, cool, and collected though. Just poked For it sure. like he like it was his job, and it is so. And I and I know I say that. I know that's just like kind of weird to say, but I I don't know we. That's our problem. Like, we can't, we hadn't scored a goal in a long time in the World Cup. And, <laughs> and I don't know that that's what I was worried about going into this was that, you know, you knew Wales was going to sit back and that we were going to have to break it down. And I was just envisioning this game where we just couldn't freaking do it and we missed a couple big chances. And, and yeah, Waya got
3: one and he put it away. And besides the sergeant one though, off the uh, post, did we really miss big chances? We only had what? Three shots
2: total, yeah. Well, that sequence of, right. of the post was I'm calling that two looks on goal, <laughs>
3: <laughs> the yeah. almost own goal, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was that was wild. And again, that's way a, I, I, and from that right, right side against that left back, right? So,
1: according to this, we had six shots total, but only one on goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Wales had just as many shots on their keeper as we did remember that big save you had to make on that almost own goal right the, like in near uh
3: early on in the game it
1: was just a right. bad joke
3: <laughs> so yeah i mean at halftime you know we felt pretty good about things but uh i was hoping for a little quicker ball movement a little more isolating players with a switch maybe see that switch a little more often a little quicker to the other side to isolate a winger didn't happen second half obviously but um you know, Acosta came in and Aronson, even when they came in, they seemed off their touches weren't strong. They weren't good. They just seemed to be off in there and, and it didn't really help push the game forward at all for us.
2: Acosta. I agree. I think Aronson did a lot of what he was doing. It wasn't far from perfect for sure, but I think, right. I think he was still a positive addition. I mean, we needed him to, to have some magic moment there. That's kind of what he was coming right. out of the game for, but, but yeah, Acosta I beyond the um, game saving yellow card tackle there at the buzzer <laughs> that uh, that was his best contribution. Uh, I will yeah, I wanted to, I mean, that's, that is kind of what he's in for there. Right. To just kind of bang around and break things up. So yeah. he was fine. But yeah, it, it, he didn't look, he wasn't as confident as he, as, as we've seen him before. How about
3: Jedi? what do you think of Jedi's play?
2: <sighs> Sad.
1: I thought it was mostly good. Um, again, it's it's it just is, the the dichotomy between the two halves is just so amazing, so in the first half, I thought he was pretty darn good. I mean, most everybody was uh going back to this Josh Sargent question a minute ago though, I do think that the whole second half because they couldn't keep the ball well, he was just he was ineffective because he wasn't able to do anything, and he was having to track back and try to do stuff and he 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 did a lot of that part well. Uh, but so now back to Jedi for a second. I I thought he was pretty good for the most part. I'm happy with him. I was okay with Dest. I was okay with Reem. That's like not, you're not going to hear me say that often.
2: Yeah. Tim had, yeah. Tim Reem had a good, at a few moments there. Looked really strong on the ball. Got us out of pressure.
1: Another
3: thing in that second half is we struggled to clear the ball. Well, yep. Uh,
2: Jedi is Anthony Robinson for those. Right. I I was, no one had said the actual name after that. Yeah. Anthony Robinson looked very good. Uh, again, that's just one of those out, outside on the wings. Everything was going through everything was going through the wings there. I think, and I think trying to target that that left back of theirs that I can't think of his name at the moment. So, what else are we missing from the game? The
3: substitutions. Jordan Morris coming in. Uh, eh. Yeah, like uh, I said, I think that was pretty expected from what Burhalter said his role would be. So, I mean, he was true to that as for sure. Whether you agree with that sub or not, but. Obviously, we'd rather see somebody else named Arena, but you know. And Haji
2: Wright also came in. It just seeing him standing on the sideline and waiting to come in. I was like, "Yes, now we have a big dude in there that can maybe get his head on the ball." But he was—I thought he was rather quiet as well. I think he got his head on one from a distance, but you know, didn't really come close. Well, hey, of, another
3: aspect of that is Pulisic's
2: balls all day. Corners—we're we're not good. Oh, right from the start. He was not putting in good balls at all.
1: No. Made a great pass, though, for the goal. Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, when it counted, he did.
1: If if Raina plays, I think they should actually let him take the corners.
2: Yeah, I think that would probably be the case.
1: I'm not sure he's the, you know, he's not going to, like, be the best in the world, but I think he's going to do a little bit better there.
2: So this brings us to Friday versus England. We have was it three yellow cards? Weston McKinney, Kellen Acosta and Tim Ream. Oh, sorry. And Serginio Dest forgot about that. The Tim mm-hmm. Ream and Weston McKinney ones, those hurt in particular. Where are you guys at with this, with this game against England? I I'm, you know, I know we can't punt it because uh goal differential is coming down, is going to come into play here, depending on how we do against Iran. But you know, I'm. I just I want to keep Weston off the field, right? Like, yeah. At least I, I. don't think you can start Weston. I think he. I think he needs ninety minutes to sit and just to ensure he will
3: be on the field for ninety minutes versus Iran. You might see the same thing about Pulisic. He was limping a little bit at the end. He yeah. may come in as a late sub against England, but we want to make sure that both of those guys are ready for Iran. Christian Pulisic is not Christian
2: Pulisic unless he's limping a little bit during. The game.
3: <laughs> and pissed off.
2: And pissed off cuz he's been kicked cuz that's what all the teams know to do, kick Pulisic.
1: Yeah, they do it well too. The um, Yeah, I, it it was a little those first two yellows though. I mean, I, I think one of them was pretty okay, but the other one was a wee bit soft, but Yeah, McKenney's I think. Th-
2: the first one, yes, I thought that one was soft. It it was the yelling and screaming of the player when he went down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then and then not giving similar yellows to Wales for some of their fouls, but I mean, it's just the luck of the the keeper. I mean, the of the the way you the ref refs the game. Um, it's just it's annoying. I don't want to whine about the refs too much. I'll be in the Peter
3: Vermees club. The well, that's something, too. Do you think Fulistic lets that get into his head too much when they do treat him physically like that? Does he whine to the refs too much, do you think? Or what do you guys think about that?
2: Well, we've seen it work for him. We've seen yeah. him get pissed off and be the
3: guy that you don't want to piss off. But it, does he keep his focus, though? Or is he too focused on bitching at the referees? Eh, as a guy who always gets heated
2: like that, it's for me, it was always just like, I don't know, it's just instinctual you're not necessarily focusing on the ref but if you're pissed <laughs> off you're gonna like yell something about right him. right but
3: i don't know i'd rather yeah, see I him don't. focus a little bit more on the play and i understand he's pissed yeah. off but
2: well that's why you know that's why he did not get voted by his teammates to be captain and tyler adams did perhaps
1: yeah i think it, i think it's a, a situational thing sometimes him being pissed off actually helps him play better and I think sometimes it is a distraction because he's like still yelling at the ref when the ball is going the opposite way up the field right. Yeah, it's that moments that he needs to be way better at be pissed off and just take guys on and kill them that absolutely you know use that anger to fuel your speed and strength and all that stuff but don't let it take your mentally looking the other way when there's plays going on so he's he's a fine line, man. He can be that guy who can be a monster when he's pissed off and he can be the guy who, yeah, he's watching the ball go up the other way of the field and he's 50 yards behind the play.
2: Tactically. I do think this is going to be very interesting how the U S comes out with this, especially considering that we kind of saw this new, the, you know, the new system that they showed in the first 45 minutes, because you cannot do that. They're not going to be able to do that against England. Now, you would think this would be the kind of game that the old classic American strategy of just, you know, grind it out, gritty, tough match, or defensively organized that that would work out. And, you know, I don't know, is that, is that how Baralter is wanting to play now? Is he prepared like that? Did he bring the players to do that? Can we play like that? Having given away four yellow cards in this, in this match, like it's just going to be very interesting how we do this. Cause if you can grind out a, you know, a one to, you know, zero, zero and, or a one to nothing loss, then uh, yeah. Then that sets us up as good as we possibly can against, against Iran.
3: Well, I think your question, can we play like that is the key question. When has this team played like that? Had to play like that, let's say, or at all none. So I don't know if that's, I don't think that would be the tactic because I don't think they're schooled in that. I don't think they're good at that. That's not what they're built for. Of course, going like you said, head to head against England. no, but uh, adjusting your uh, framework a little bit, maybe a four-two-three-one instead of a four-three-three, something like that, might be a little wiser against an England. Yeah, you know, they...
1: I, go ahead. I, I kind of disagree a little bit, Robert. I think they have had to play like that at times in qualifying, because a lot of times on the road they were just being run over. They didn't have possession. <clears throat> um, it's not the same as playing against England, obviously, but I, they did have to kind of bunker and just try to counter it a bit. So I, I don't think it's that far out. And then you have guys on the team that have played on teams that have to do that, um, right. you know, leads, you know, two players from Leeds that have to do that because they play much higher talented teams. A couple guys from Fulham that have to do that because they play much higher talented teams, Right. guys from Dallas who, you know, have been schooled in dark arts and just messing with people. So, you know, I do think they have that capability. Not a full bunker though, right? No, I mean, I don't, see a full bunker but i mean i could right i could see a, a five three two or like you said a four two three one with i don't know who the two very defensive midfielders would be but yeah um i just i mean i could almost see like three like the three center back back line uh zimmerman ream long you know guys who can be strong who can play against and i'm not a fan of long obviously uh or so you could put in the the other center back who I'm brain dead on right now. Um, But they could, they could do that and have that strength back there and then just try to counter off of a, you know, a, a way, or Sergeant or, you know, somebody fast going forward. Pulisic. So.
3: Yeah. I fully expect to see Aaron long center back for Ream in the next match. Of course, after Zimmerman, maybe for Zimmerman who knows, <laughs> Yeah,
2: uh, Walker, Walker. had a good game until that until that one play. Um. Okay. How about what are some? Give me a, a very quickly a change or two that you're making in the in the lineup for like player wise as opposed to uh, formation uh, for the England game. Bad.
1: Uh, I would probably bring bring in uh Jesus.
2: Just, uh, are, you, are you sitting in a yellow card, people?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I was just trying to like look look at. I would not play McKinney because I think he absolutely needs to be there for the Iran game. If if the U.S. loses against England, it's bad, but it's not it's not irrecoverable in theory, at least. Yeah. depends on how many goals Wales put out on Iran. Uh, when the U.S. faces Iran, they will be tired.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They it'll be it. they're they're hopefully they will have been beat up on they obviously they're beat up on today Wales will beat up on them a little bit maybe. They were not as good as a lot of people thought they would be. Uh and then the th- you know one of the thoughts is that England could rest when they play Wales, but England's not going to rest too much against Wales because they want to beat Wales too. So <laughs> there's that fine line of where does that fall? but I would probably sit McKinney or at least only use him as
3: a sub if needed.
2: Same. Robert, what are you doing?
3: I agree with Jesus up front. I would think we're definitely going to see Reina this game. I talked about Pulisic maybe sitting out, being a late sub. I agree with McKinney. I think Musa and Adams will be in there. Aronson probably in the midfield. Who's going to be right back if Dest doesn't start then? He's gonna be Yedlin, you think? Edlin,
1: yeah. Yeah. And you know, I would actually like I, I would actually maybe start Morris in this game. Oh wow. I, I'm not a fan of him, but the reason I say that For is Awea? yeah. Um I, like I said, I'm not a fan of Morris, but he is strong, he does have some speed at times, and he could do some good on the counter. Hmm. I think that's the that's where his best spot is gonna be. It's not gonna be a possession game. I mean, not that he's the worst ever, but and let him just get beat up out there against England before they have to play against Iran. That's,
2: I mean, Kyle Walker would just, I feel like, would just destroy Jordan Morris, (laughs) wouldn't he? I, I I just don't see Jordan Morris doing much against Kyle Walker and and those guys.
1: He doesn't have to do much. He just has to like keep the, yeah. It's the prevent goals at this point, and then hope for the the counter.
2: Okay. Yeah, like I said, I'd ask you at the beginning here, after a few hours since since the game has ended, I'm feeling a little better about it. We can take care of business against against Iran, I think. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 still feeling optimistic. I was worried that the World Cup would be over after the first 90 minutes for us. So we're in it. I can still keep enjoying it. Yeah. All
3: and right, you know, if what? this this was a Bruce Arena coach team, if this was a Bob Bradley coach team, I'd be somewhat thinking, okay, we can get a draw out of the England game. Do you guys feel that way about uh, Burhalter at the helm? Like you mean we're gonna win or lose? That we could get a draw out of England. Do you, do you feel that's something that Burhalter is gonna be able to? Yeah, it's gonna be two, tactically to take care of. Two to two, three to two, two to two, two to
1: two. I, I think it's feasible. Yeah, I mean, I, it might. You know, I'm not gonna promise it's gonna happen. Obviously, U.S. is a talented team, but England is, you know, arguably one of the top couple, three talented teams in the whole World Cup. Just to, you know the players they have, so they, it's going to be a battle.
2: Pulisic in the first half, and McKinney gets ahead on a set piece, dirty set piece <laughs> to, uh, to equalize in the second half.
1: But yeah, US does plays England well, man. I mean, wars, World <laughs> Cups.
2: <laughs> I was I was hoping you were going there with that one.
3: <laughs> so you think it's a factor that we looked fatigued second half, and England had a breezer against Iran. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
1: why I, I advocate for changing like half the team, actually. Right, I mean, right. Um, and, you know, again, I'd have to sit there and look through every single player and know what their health status is, but I would switch out five or six players potentially and go for a very defensive lineup. I won't say bunker because Robert will give me crap. Shit, how's
2: the <laughs> redraw is what we're going for?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... Let those Dallas
2: and Seattle players do their shit. That's right. That's right. All right, we will be back with another show on Friday, hopefully, after that game and uh, and for the Iran match as well. And beyond, because we're getting out of this group. So, uh, yes, we'll talk to you boys later in the week.
3: Well, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy
2: Thanksgiving, USA. USA.
0: the white and the blue and we're coming for you We'll take on. A-